Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. Did you know that there are different treatment methods that address different parts of the pain problem? And did you know that there are different categories of treatments for chronic pain and that the different treatments, treatment categories are based on the type of problem that the treatment is intended to solve? So today in this episode, I'm going to go over what the different pain treatment categories are so that you can have a better understanding of what your treatment options are and what else there is that you can be doing to address your chronic pain problem. Because the thing is, you know, when you've been in chronic pain and you've been navigating the healthcare system, you've probably tried everything and it feels like you've like probably exhausted all of your different options. And I hear this kind of thing all the time where people tell me, you know, Alyssa, I have literally done it all and nothing has helped me. Like there's nothing left that I can do to address this problem. And it feels like, you know, it makes me feel helpless. Like it makes me feel like there's nothing else I can do and that the problem will only ever get worse and that nothing will ever help. Nothing will ever help me get my life back. Like, I feel like I've exhausted all of my options and I've done everything, all of the medical options and all the alternative medicine options as well. And while some of them may have been a little bit helpful, most of them may have been a little bit beneficial, but the problem continues to get worse and you just can't go on like this. So if that's where you're at today, I hope that this episode helps to give you some hope and to inspire you and help you realize that there actually is more that you can do that you haven't tried. Now, I can totally appreciate that it feels like you've done everything under the sun and you have, right? You've done so many different things. You've tried so many different options and you've been disappointed so many times to the point where it feels like there's no point in trying again because it will probably end with the same result, right? You've tried so many things, so many things you've tried and so many things that you've tried have failed you again and again. So ultimately, what's the point, right? Nothing has worked in the past, so why try anything else? What's the point? So I can totally appreciate that you would feel that way and and have those kinds of thoughts. And I can also understand if you feel like the condition you're in now is somehow your fault. Like I can understand if you feel that way. It makes sense to me why you might blame yourself for the pain that you feel. You might feel guilty about needing so much time to rest and you might blame yourself for being in the condition that you're in. And you've probably had thoughts that just kind of spiral around where you're blaming yourself. Like, what did I do wrong? Or what did I do wrong this time to put myself in this much pain this time around? right? You blame yourself for doing too much or not doing enough. You blame yourself for not being able to do the things that you used to be able to do. 
you blame yourself and you regret making decisions that you made in the past that put you in the situation that you're in now. And so it's easy to blame yourself for everything. It's easy to look at everything that you've tried in the past as failures. But remember that there is no way that you could have known everything that would have happened, right? Like, sure, you could go, if you could go back and do things differently, maybe you would with the information that you know now. But the thing is that you made the best decision that you could with the information you had. The truth is that you've been doing your best. You have the information that you have, right? You have the knowledge that you have. You have the tools that you have. And you're, you're doing your best with the knowledge, the information, and the tools that you have at the time that you have them available. And so as you learn new information, as you gain more tools, things may change. But you may have to give yourself some grace and remember that you are, you are doing your best. And also, it's not your fault, right? It's not your fault that you don't have all the tools and the knowledge. It's not your job to know everything, everything there is to know about how to solve this kind of chronic pain problem. You're not an expert at this. And so why should you have to, why should you expect yourself to be able to have all the answers? Like, no one ever taught you this stuff. So you've got to give yourself some grace because you're doing your best. And it's really, it's not your fault. It's not all in your head. And you're not a failure. It's, it's that the treatments you've tried have failed you, right? When something doesn't work, that doesn't mean you've failed. It means that it's failed you. And so today I wanna to prove to you that it's not your fault. It's not all in your head. And there is more you can do that you haven't tried yet to beat your stubborn pain and reclaim your life. So that's what we're going to do today. And I want you to try something new with me today. I want you to, if you can, grab a sheet of paper or a scratch sheet of paper and a pen, or even just like pull up the notes app on your phone if you can, and then just write down as many treatments that you've tried in the past that you've tried to address your pain that you can think of, okay? Now, I don't want you to overthink this, right? Like you don't have to remember absolutely everything. You don't have to spend a lot of time doing this, right? Just take a couple of minutes max to just jot down the treatments that you've tried. And if you're watching this video, you know, after, right? Like you can go ahead and um, you can pause the video. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can pause the podcast episode and just take two minutes to make a quick list. And this seriously, like, do, do not overthink this. This does not need to be an all-inclusive list of everything that you've ever done. It, you know, and if some of you did that, it would just, you would have a list that's like two to three pages long. We just do not need that for this exercise today, okay? Then once you've got your list, the, th the list of things that you've like tried in the past that you've used to manage or treat your pain, once you have that list, I want you to put a little star or an asterisk, asterisk, in, I never know how to say that word. I want you to put a little star in front of all the ones that have provided you with long lasting, satisfying pain relief. Like which of those things on your list have you tried that have resulted in long-term satisfying pain relief? Okay, and put a little star next to them. So you can pause the recording now if, if you're watching on the recording and just go through that list and put a star in front of the ones that have provided you with the, that real relief, okay? So now... What we want to do, we're going to come back to our list here in just a minute, but you know, you're probably at this point, you're looking at a long list of failed treatments, 
right? Most of the things on your list probably haven't provided any long lasting, satisfying relief. Most things that you've tried will have a really short-term effect or no effect at all. And even some of the things on your list, they may have even made your pain worse. So it's easy when we look at that list, it's easy to look at that list and see a list of failures. But in my mind, I don't see them as, I don't see it that way, right? I choose not to see things as failures, but as learning opportunities, learning experiences. And so I would invite you to take on that same view as well, that there are no failures, only learning opportunities. So what can we learn? What information can we gain from this list of treatments? Well, this list tells us a whole lot about the type of problem that you have. Your list of failed treatments tells us more about the type of problem you have than any testing, x-rays, MRIs, blood tests, or ultrasounds, any kind of testing like that could tell us, right? So if you have your list, now what we want to do is go through each of those things on your list and start categorizing them. We want to categorize them based on the type of problem that each of those treatments solves, okay? So what you need to understand is that every treatment is designed to solve a particular problem or a part of the pain problem. And when it comes to pain in a really broad sense, I'm speaking really broadly here, there are four main groups or categories of treatments, okay? Number one, there are treatments that address the problem of pain intensity, Number two, there are treatments that address the structural and mechanical faults. And number three, there are treatments that take a more mental health approach or focus on regulating your stress responses. Now, I'm going to save the fourth category of treatments till a little bit later on because I want to go through these first three categories first. So the first group of treatments that we have on our treatments are are, our treatments that address the problem of pain intensity. These are things that take the volume of the pain back down a little bit. They address the problem of pain intensity. So what I want you to do is go through your list, right? We're going to quickly label all the treatments in this category with the letter B, B for boy. And I'll tell you why we're going to do that in just a minute. Now, these are going to be the treatments like most of your medications, right? Your nerve painkillers, your painkillers, your opioids, your NSAIDs. These are going to be your injections, your TENS units or your, um, your electrical stimulation, your heating pads, and your ice packs. So on your list, put the letter B, a, letter, a, a little letter B, behind all of those treatments on your list that you can find. So look for your medications, look for your injections or other procedures like ablations uh, and nerve blocks. Look for your TENS units, your heating pads, your ice, right? Like things like that. And put a little B behind those treatments. Now, these are the treatments that address the problem of pain intensity. But what that means is that they help to muffle the volume of pain, right? It's as if the music is turned up way too loud and you just put in a pair of of earplugs. The volume is still loud, but we're just masking the volume by putting in earplugs. The same thing goes when we use treatments that fall into this category that address the problem of pain intensity. These treatments only mask the pain. They cover up the pain like a Band-Aid. These treatments are our Band-Aid treatments. That is why I had you just label each of them with the letter B, B for Band-Aid. The problem is when you take away these treatments, the pain is still there, right? 
If you take out your earplugs, the volume of the music is still too loud. That's because these treatments don't address the underlying parts of the pain problem. They only mask the pain by covering it up like a Band-Aid. They only address the symptom of pain, not the cause of pain. Now, treat, the treatments that fall into this category tend to be the quick and easy, quick fix solutions that don't really provide any long-lasting relief. They provide temporary relief, but they won't have any long-lasting impact on the actual problem. And when it comes to chronic pain, we now know that chronic pain is a pain loudness problem that is caused in part by changes in the nervous system. Okay, The nervous system actually makes changes to itself, to its activity and its structure as a means to protect you. And so it actually ramps up its own defense mechanisms. Now, this is all happening outside of our conscious ability to control it. It's happening outside of our conscious, conscious control. And it's not just happening inside the brain or the caveman parts of our brain. It's happening in the brain, in the spinal cord. It's happening in the peripheral nervous system. It's happening in the autonomic nervous system. And it's happening in the immune system as well. These changes, these maladaptive changes, make the nervous system more reactive to smaller and smaller stimuli and they amplify the volume or the intensity of the pain. But something that you need to realize is that when we try to mask the pain intensity, what can happen is the nervous system fights back. The nervous system fights back and it says, hey, you know, if you're gonna try to muffle what I'm trying to say, I'm just gonna get louder and louder and louder. And so that's actually one of the reasons why some medications lose their effectiveness over time and may actually be making some of this problem a little bit worse for some people because the nervous system fights back. It says, if you don't listen to me, I'm just going to yell louder and louder. And so we end up having this, this issue with pain intensity, which is why we ultimately end up using treatments that fall into this pain intensity category, right? And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense as to why we might use these treatments because the symptom you feel is a pain intensity problem. It feels like a pain intensity problem. So it makes sense to use a treatment that addresses the pain intensity problem by trying to reduce the pain intensity, right? Or, or muffling the volume of the pain. But what I want you to remember or what I want you to think about is that we actually have way more control over the volume dial itself than we do over the volume. We have less control over the intensity of the pain that we feel than we do over the volume dial itself, which is our nervous system. Okay, We can actually influence the intensity of the pain, the pain experienced by altering the system that controls what pain we feel in the first place, rather than just trying to cover it up like a Band-Aid, right? Makes sense, hopefully, right? Now, the second category of treatments are the treatments that address the structural and mechanical parts of the pain problem. Now, the main goal for treatments that fall into this category is to improve your strength, improve the stability of your joints, improve your joint mobility, you know, get your muscles moving better, moving more flexibly, improving your alignment and your coordination and your range of motion. The goal of these treatments is to make our joints, our muscles, our ligaments, discs, and nerves happier, right? So I want you to, again, go look at your list of treatments again and look for treatments that fall into this category. And I want you to put the letter L behind all of these treatments on your list. 
Okay. Treatments that fall into this category are going to be your physical therapy, your chiropractic care, your massage therapy, your surgery, and um, your weight loss as well. So real quick, go ahead, go through your list and mark all of those treatments that aim to address the structural or mechanical parts of the problem with the letter L. Now, real quick, I want you to imagine that one night you walk into your bedroom and you flip the switch to turn on your bedroom light, but it doesn't turn on. What would you do? Well, you'd probably grab a new light bulb and you'd screw it in, right? What if you had tried out like a whole handful of brand new light bulbs, but none of them worked? And every time you went over to flip the switch, it still did not turn on. What would you be thinking after you tried out a whole bunch of new light bulbs? If you tried out five new light bulbs, what would you be thinking? Well, hopefully you'd start thinking, well, gosh, it doesn't seem like this is an issue with my light bulb. It's probably that I have a problem going on deeper. Maybe there is a problem in the electrical wiring of my light. Now, I don't think it would take an electrician for you to figure that out, right? The reason I had you label your physical therapy, your chiropractic care, your surgery, and your weight loss with the letter L is because these are all our light bulb treatments. They're all slightly different light bulbs. They all address the same kind of problem. They all address the structural or mechanical elements of your pain. And if you have a whole bunch of light bulb treatments showing up on your list, that's actually really useful information because when your treatments in this category haven't helped, then it should be pretty clear that your pain problem isn't purely a mechanical or structural problem, right? When we keep trying different treatments in this category again and again, expecting a different result, it's like changing that light bulb over and over and over again, but never realizing that maybe there's another issue going on, that maybe the issue isn't my light or my light bulb. Maybe the issue isn't just the structures or mechanical faults that are going on in your body even though those are the things that we can often see on our x-rays and MRIs, those are the things that your PT and your chiropractor and your massage therapist and your surgeon are always pointing out to you. And so like, if you have chronic pain, there's no doubt in my mind that you absolutely have a structural and mechanical element to your pain. There's no doubt in my mind that you have some weak muscles or stiff joints you know, you probably have some like super tight muscles. Maybe you have some hypermobility. Maybe you have a disc bulge. Maybe you have arthritis. All of that stuff is still real. It's still there. And we'd of course want to address those things as best we can by using treatments that fall into this category. Those things are there. And I'm not saying that we should ignore them, but at the same time, when you've done the diagnostic work, of trial and error, and you've already tried multiple different variations of treatments in this category, then that should be a pretty telling sign that the structural stuff isn't the only problem that's going on. And also, some of you listening may have incurable structural problems. There's not a whole lot that we can do about disc bulges or bone spurs or arthritis or degenerative changes. If you've already tried physical therapy and chiropractor and surgery and weight loss, there's not a whole lot more that you can do. Like we may not be able to make some of those structural or mechanical faults go away entirely. Sometimes that's just not possible. Like no amount of PT, surgery, or whatever is gonna cure some of those problems from a structural standpoint. And so in those cases, changing the light bulb may not be an option. But that doesn't mean that you're just SOL and you can't get any better. Just because there's no cure for these structural or mechanical parts of your pain problem doesn't mean we can't tackle the problem 
from another angle. And that's just the thing. The treatments in this category only address the structural and mechanical parts of the pain problem. They don't go any deeper. They don't address the underlying changes that happen in the nervous system as a result of long-term pain. So if we, if we can't solve one part of the pain problem, then why not try to solve another part of the problem? Make sense? So again, if you have these treatments showing up on your list, that's a pretty good indication that you do have a different problem that you can still address with the right approach. All right. All right. So at this point, we've gone over treatments that address pain intensity, treatments that address structural and mechanical faults. Now, our third category of treatments are those that take a more mind-body approach that address the mental or emotional health components of the pain problem or help us to address our stress responses. So for the most part, treatments that Treatments in this category either help address our thoughts or emotions or help to calm the body down to help shift out of a state of fight or flight into a calmer state of rest and digest. So let's see if you have any of these treatments from this category of treatments on your list. So let's mark these treatments with MB for mind-body, okay? So these are going to be treatments like meditation, mindfulness, somatic tracking, or PRT, biofeedback, uh, grounding or tapping, CBT, EMDR, trauma therapy, relaxation techniques, right? These could be the practices that are taught that you might find in the Curable app, like using the um, journal prompts or breathing techniques. Um, some of you may have heard of folks like John Sarno or Nicole Sachs, who talk about TMS, PRT, and journal speak. Those are the kinds of things that would fall into this category. So you're going to want to mark those treatments with an MB for mind-body. Okay, so now for the longest time, the healthcare system has completely rejected the mind-body elements of pain and the mind-body methods. And this, this piece is really, really an important piece of the puzzle. There's no doubt about it, right? These methods absolutely influence pain. And it makes sense, right? Like our mood, our thoughts, our emotions, our stress levels, all that stuff influences pain. And pain influences our mood, our thoughts, our emotions, and our stress levels. Like there should be no denying that there is a connection there. But what I'm seeing happening, however, is that it seems that the, the pendulum has completely swung from completely neglecting and ignoring the mind-body connection to overemphasizing the mind-body connection with some healers claiming that all pain is all mind-body. And friends, I want you to avoid getting stuck in, sucked into this trap. Yes, there is no doubt in my mind that there is a mind-body connection, but please be wary of those who claim that pain is purely mind-body. And to cure pain, you just need to harness the power of mind-body healing strategies. This would imply that all pain is a thinking problem, and almost it feeds right back into this problem and this stigma that we have that many chronic pain sufferers feel that the pain is all in your head. We don't want to promote that stigma. That's not what's happening. Okay. So we have to be honest with ourselves and realize that pain is not purely mental. Pain is not a thinking problem. It's not a problem of repressed emotions. And while those factors do play a role in this whole pain puzzle, we can't ignore that there are no doubt, structural and mechanical elements as well. We can't ignore that there are physiologic changes in the nervous system as well. And even though trauma and abuse 
you know, of any kind is a well-known predisposing factor for developing chronic pain, that doesn't mean that the fix for chronic pain is to just heal your trauma, heal your PTSD, or dig up your repressed emotions. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't get therapy because absolutely that is still a problem that you've got to work through to be healthy. But don't expect the trauma therapy or the CBT or the counseling or the journaling to get rid of your pain problem if you don't also include treatments to address the other elements of the pain problem, okay? Now, I hope this is making sense. Now, if you do have some treatments on your list of things that you've tried that fall into this mind-body stress response regulating category, and those things haven't provided any long-lasting significant pain relief, then again, that's a pretty good indication that you have a different problem that needs to be solved. And doing more of these kinds of treatments that fall into this same mind-body category are not going to have much more of an impact on your pain specifically. They might help you with your emotional issues. They might help you with your relationships. They might help you with your fears or your triggers, your anger, your resentment, your guilt, your grieving, your anxiety, your depression. But they won't be able to completely fix the pain problem because they don't address the structural parts of the pain problem and they don't address the the nervous system part of the pain problem, right? So now we've talked about treatments that address the problem of pain intensity, our our Band-Aid treatments. We've talked about treatments that address the structural and mechanical parts of the pain problem or our light bulb treatments. And we've talked about treatments that take a more mental health approach or help to regulate our stress responses, our mind-body treatments. And at this point, you should have the treatments on your list of things that you've tried, each labeled and categorized based on the type of problem that it solves. But I did mention that in general, there are four broad categories of treatments. So what is the fourth category of treatments? Well, those are treatments that address the nervous system problem. They're treatments that address the changes in the nervous system that could cause pain to persist and pain to be amplified. Remember that I said pain is a volume issue and the nervous system is our volume dial. And so the treatments that address these changes in the nervous system are strategies, drills, and education, actually, that can be described as nervous system retraining. Now, nervous system retraining is not a single strategy or drill or exercise. It's a whole system. The solution isn't an exercise. It's a whole system. And the nervous system retraining process is a process that involves various different steps. So you're going to want to follow the steps in the order that makes the most sense to have the greatest effect. So you do need to layer in like education about what's going on in the nervous system with drills that address each change in the nervous system strategically. And so just to give you an idea here, nervous system retraining involves education about the nervous system. It involves drills that help to retrain the activity in the peripheral nervous system and drills to help retrain the activity and the structure in the brain and the signaling in the brain. Now, again, to be clear, nervous system retraining is not the same as regulating our stress responses, right? Treatments in this category are different from the mind-body methods we discussed a moment ago. So biofeedback is not retraining your nervous system. PRT, meditation, CBT, breathing exercises, tapping, those things are not retraining the nervous system. They are more, in a sense, regulating the nervous system because they help to sort of momentarily 
pull you out of a fight or flight response and help you shift into a state of rest and digest. But the problem with regulating the nervous system is that it only will have a short-term impact. The fight or flight response is a response after all. So if we want to have a long-lasting impact on our pain and our symptoms, then we have to address the thing that's causing the fight or flight response to get activated in the first place. So we have to go after the deeper underlying cause. And folks, I'm here to tell you that that underlying cause is the nervous system. And we do that with nervous system retraining. Okay, so nervous system retraining is the missing piece that will allow you to dig deeper into the pain problem, into the problem when other methods that you've, that you've tried haven't worked and do more than just manage your pain like you've been with all these Band-Aid treatments. And you know what? I said it before, I'll say it again. Nervous system retraining won't cure a structural or mechanical problem, but it can help alter your nervous system's response to the structural or mechanical problem that you have, right? So if you've been told that you have the spine of an 80-year-old, nervous system retraining is not going to change that. It's not going to change your spine, but it can change how your nervous system reacts and responds to the degenerative changes in your spine, making you feel better. When there's no other options for the structural or problems that you have, nervous system retraining can still help. It is still an option, right? The only time that I'd say it's actually wise to actually hold off on nervous system retraining is when your mental health symptoms are bigger than your symptoms of pain. Because in that case, you won't be able to really focus on the work that needs to be done when all of that big, heavy, emotional and stressful stuff is at the surface. So in that case, I'd say it's best that you deal with that stuff first. And then once that's dealt with, you know, once you're in a better state of mind, you can start working on a more balanced, more comprehensive approach to your pain care. And that's really the key that I want you to realize here is that nervous system retraining isn't an, is it's not an alternative therapy. This isn't a substitute for physical therapy or medications or counseling. It's complementary. Right? It's filling a gap in the care that you're currently getting because it solves a problem of the pain problem, the part of the pain problem that hasn't been addressed yet. It's not a replacement for other forms of care, but when you include this element in your pain care approach, you will no doubt, in my mind, you will experience the benefits of it because it is the missing piece. And it works even if you've tried everything and even if nothing you've tried in the past has worked. It works even if you have the worst structural issues. You have scoliosis or arthritis. It works even if you have an incurable condition or an autoimmune disorder. It works even if you've been told that your pain is all in your head. It works even if you've had trauma or abuse. It works because it provides a missing piece of the puzzle, the puzzle that you haven't been getting up until this point. And so at the beginning of this episode, I told you that I would prove to you that there is more that you can do that you haven't tried. And my hope today is that you can look at your list right now and see a bunch of the letter B or a whole bunch of Bs for Band-Aid solutions and a bunch of Ls for light bulb treatments and maybe even a few MBs for mind-body methods. But what you're not seeing is that you're not seeing a whole bunch of treatments that fall into that category of nervous system retraining. And in seeing that list, my hope is that you realize that there is a whole category of treatments that you've been missing out on. This problem of pain is not all in your head, that the changes happen in the nervous system, that these things happen, they're real changes that happen. 
that the pain that you feel is real and that there is a scientific, physiologic, logical explanation for the pain that you feel. And it's not your fault. It's not that you have a thinking problem. And I know that you're not exaggerating your pain. I know that you're not trying to get out of anything. I know that you're not just lazy. I know that you're not just complaining. I know that you're not doing this to get attention. I know how badly you want to get back to being able to work and exercise and get out of the house and go out with your friends and cook meals and entertain. I know how badly you want to be the fun mom and be there for your kids or for your grandkids. I know that you would never fake being sick or fake feeling this pain. And I know that it's not the same. It's, it's not some kind of psychosomatic issue. I know all of these things because I work with women just like you every day. And I have been in this, you know, I have been, I've been working with these women for the past almost 10 years. So I want you to know that you are not alone and that there is more you can do. And I would love to help you kind of close the gap in your pain care that's been missing for so long, far too long, honestly. And I can tell you right now, the medical system isn't going to close that gap for you anytime soon. And that is exactly why I got out of the clinic myself and brought my program that teaches you how to retrain your nervous system. I brought it online so that I could have greater impact without the restrictions and the red tape of the healthcare system. My program, the Chronic Pain Breakup Method, is my proven signature program that walks you step-by-step through this process so that you can get the volume of your pain down and get moving more without causing pain flares in the process. And not only that, get your energy back and get your memory and your focus back and feel confident and comfortable again and experience joy and, and being present in the moment and be more, more spontaneous and not have pain taking up space in your brain and your body constantly. Like, could you imagine not having to think about pain all the time and not having to think about everything that you do all the time? You just go do it. You just have the freedom to just do what you want and just not have to think about it, right? And so if you want that and you want the support and the guidance and the step-by-step process and the community and the accountability to get you there and make sure that you're successful, then I'd suggest that you'd set up a free pain care audit. This is a totally free phone call where you and I will just discuss your pain and your health history. We'll go over the things that you've tried, like what's worked and what hasn't worked. We'll talk about your goals and what you'd like to be able to do and achieve. We'll explore your roadblocks that might be holding you back. And then we'll go over what else there is that you can still be doing to rediscover your comfort and get some quality of life back into your life. That way we can make sure that you're doing everything in your power to tackle this pain problem instead of passively waiting on the sidelines for your medical team to fix you. I will leave a link to set up your free pain care audit today in the description. So head there now. And so that way we can have a chat and map out a plan for you to get you pointed in the right direction. All right. So if you book that call, I look forward to talking to you soon. And until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.